Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast. We got AJ, Eric, and Rudo coming to you live as the Avs beat the New Jersey Devils in what ultimately ends up being a 6-3 to three hockey game. Weirdest game of the season? Question mark? God, yeah. A lot yeah, of nonsense. All the, all the other, the first 10 games all followed some kind of like flow. Yeah. Right? Of like, oh, well, this happened and then this happened and you're good. And it was all like normal hockey game things. Yep. How often do you ever see a team just throw up a seven and a half minutes of power play time in the middle of the game? <laughs> it was fun, though. Yeah. Well, it was definitely fun. Oh, no, it was weird. It was definitely fun. But it was fun. Um, yeah. I guess I'll do the 60 second rundown good luck it's gonna be uh light on action uh first period the abs actually started kind of slow in this hockey game did not look Mm -hmm. super great and new jersey took advantage of that early getting up one nothing uh then the abs kind of picked it up a little bit they're eventually able to get it back to one one thanks to a couple of power play opportunities first one was kind of bad the second one much better uh they get there in the end uh, with the 1-1 game. Then the second period, the Avs look like a real hockey team for the first half of it. Really start to take over this game. Get a big goal uh, out of Ross Colton. And that's dope. The Avs played good hockey until Ross Colton turned his brain off, took a penalty, and then took another penalty by cross-checking a guy in the head. Don't do that. <laughs> that's bad. And the second penalty is substantially worse than yeah. the first. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into it a little bit more. Uh, and then the game absolutely went off the rails from there. The two power play goals on seven minutes of power play time for New Jersey. Avs get a shorty. And then the third period, the Avs stars remember they're good at hockey and they win the game. All right. That's it. Took me 65 seconds, but that was it. Rewind it. Let's go all the way back to what feels like a year ago at the start of this <laughs> hockey game. Yeah, right. Um a year ago. The Avs have gotten away with giving up the first goal a number of times this year. They've also not gotten away with it in three games, obviously. Is is this something that you guys start to say, hey, this is a pattern you want to see them correct? Or is this more of a just, ah, it's the ebbs and flows of the regular season? Um, I think they play better when they, when they get on top of it, obviously. Sure. You know. Then teams are, they get scared, and then they start chasing the game. And But they're so, it's such a championship team. You know what I mean? Like, they, they don't get bothered by. Not worried about it. Yeah. yeah. And again, I think in the locker room, you try not to make it an issue, you know? Sure. But it becomes a pattern. It's actually there, and you're like, oh, it doesn't matter. You know, <laughs> you're not going to say yeah. it does matter. But it does matter. We all know that. Like, you know, sometimes it's just the ebbs and flows, like you said, of a season. Yep. Um, but. You never try to start a game and say, well, let's get down by one. You know what I mean? Like, obviously. <laughs> of course. You know, yeah. I, I, I'm just, you know, and again, again, it sounds like a stupid comment, but but it's true. But I think more often than not, they're going to they're gonna score the first goal. And, you know, especially yeah. if they, you know, they play like. To their ability. To their sure. ability. Yeah. And or I, I would say like the second period, you know what I mean? Like the, the first 10 minutes of that, you know, you yeah. could have reversed that. That would have been a perfect start for. But they found a way to, to get back in it and. You know, not let it escalate. The problem with giving up the first one is if you don't get the next one and the, and the other team bad. gets one, then yeah. you're like, oh, God, we're in a hole early and, you know, yeah. catch up. Yeah, catch and, up hockey's and not the solution. 
I think with the Avs, the on one hand, they're giving up the first goal too often. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, it's really impressive how they just don't care. Yep. That's it. Yeah. And like how they continue to respond to it. it. And so you're like, hey, you don't love that you are giving up that first goal on a regular basis. Fun fact, the last 10 playoff games that the Avs have played, they they've given up the that. first goal. It's unreal. <laughs> right? They won a lot of those games. Six of them. Yep. Yeah, six of them. Yeah, because last year was lost four. Right? Five of them? Um, whatever, not the point. Um, <laughs> no six. The... But their their response, and we've this is this has been a pattern this year of the Avs getting stronger as games go on. Yep. Because we certainly saw, and I know we're going to talk about that second period a lot tonight. But more impressive, you go into the third period at three three, and again, once again, swallow that team whole. Yeah. Yep. The Avs, the Avs, win that period comfortably. Yep. And the end of the game made it look like this game was never close. Yeah. Which was not the case. Yeah, the third but. period looked like what the second period was going to look like yeah. before chaos erupted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so it was just kind of a, almost like a delayed beatdown yep. as you took it. They, they, we talked in the pregame. They need to take advantage of a wounded New Jersey team. Yep. No Hughes, no Heischer. And at the end of a long road trip. Yep. Like it's not gonna get much more opportunistic than that. The there's that's a wounded team. You have to take advantage of that. That is two points. Yep. And they do. Eventually yep. they got there. Yeah. Exactly. That that is where you that you just you needed it. Yep. They got it. It was a little more adventurous than you would have liked, but they got it. And again, we'll talk about the Colton saga in a minute, but a lot of it a lot of it comes from their big guys, right? Multi-point nights for all of McKinnon, Rantanen, and McCarr. Kind of the thing that you've been wanting more of from yeah. Colorado in that regard. Yeah. Um, Big it, time. The Avs' first goal of the game comes from Miko on the power play. Special teams as a whole was better tonight besides the fiasco, which even that they scored a shorthanded goal on. So, um, But with Miko specifically, it made the chip shot work. The once every two years chip shot that he gets to go. <laughs> I love it. I hate it. I love the chip I, shot. I hate it. Well, but we talked about on the watch along. He yep. was successful because he's not standing on the goal line. He's standing a foot in front of it. Yeah, he's standing right in front of it. And yep. he's giving himself a much more realistic angle to deflect that into. Yep. And it works. Funny how that works. Yeah. But I, but I love that the big, the big boys, that's the pressure you get, right? The mm-hmm. pressure to produce. They all three produced. Yep. I mean, we'll leave it at the all three. You, you know, we have better. They have a lot of good players, but those are the top three, right? Yep. McCarr, Rantanen, and McKinnon. They get the pressure to produce, and and I hear people all the time say, "Yeah, oh yeah, but if the big guys don't score, well, no crap. That's how they're built. They're built on those three guys. <laughs> yep. That's and argue. And, you let's know, be real. That's how twenty-eight NHL teams are built. The ones who are built on their depth usually don't go very far. That's that's it. And, and what I'm saying is. Hasn't been that bad. You know, this is the fourth shorthanded goals they've had. So tonight, they get a goal from Colton's line. They get a shorty <clears> from... I mean, there was some help, right? You yep. know what I mean? It's just we get pissy when the big boys don't score, and then there's no secondary score, and then he gets shut out, and then we're like, oh, God. You know what I mean? But 
somewhere, somehow, they're built that way. And yeah. they are built the right way because that's how you win. And uh, look, I think there is a, a good argument for the Avs' resilience throughout this game of, yes, they give up the first goal, but they get that back. The second period as a whole happens, and they come through that and then play arguably the best period of the game in the third period. So it is the mental fortitude is absolutely there for the Colorado Avalanche this year. Even if you would like them to make life easier on themselves at times, they'll get there. They'll get there with that side of it. Put it to you that way. Uh, first half of the second period, let's talk about the good from Ross Colton and really the good from Miles Wood. Mm-hmm. Avs come out and just drop a drop a house on New Jersey to start the second period, basically. Yeah. I mean, they're just up and down the ice. Yep. And it was odd man rush, odd man rush, odd man rush. They were just outskating New Jersey entirely in the period. That very quickly culminates into a rush from that third line, which before Colton gets kicked out of the game, best line on the, on the abs? Absolutely. Okay. Just checking. Uh, they, get in, they get an odd man break. Wood does some surprisingly effective dangling, gets a backhand to the net, creates a rebound. Colton's in there to finish it up for him. Yep. And not, I, you know, maybe a bit fancy from Wood doing the, the dangles and stuff, mm-hmm. but ultimately pretty straightforward hockey. Get puck to the net, get guys to the net, yep. puck go to the net. Block a and shot I, defensively, skate it. down the ice, yes. and turn it into, that's, that's when we talk about repeatable goals, that's repeatable. Yep. You, you make a good play defensively, you use the speed that you're built to play with, you play in transition, you have numbers, that numbers advantage bears fruit when Ross Colton is the third guy. He's the trailer. Yep. Comes in and picks up the rebound because there's nobody to mark him. Yep. I, it's just it's just good hockey. It's you straightforward. You don't gotta do rocket science. Yeah, so. there's no <laughs> you're not you're not looking at New Jersey saying, Oh my god, what a what a ghastly breakdown. Yep. Oh my god, what's this? What's that? You know, that's just good hockey. That's that's something that that line can do every single game. It may not get the goal, but you know, Logan create O'Connor chances like that, Logan though, O'Connor right? and Miles Wood to create that two on one. Ross Colton's not as fast as those guys. Yep. So you let the two blaze it up the ice, and then you have that third guy who's trailing is the one who cleans up the trash, and you get a goal. That's it's just great hockey. It's lunch pail, right? I mean, yeah. it's, it's hard working. It's blue collar, and then even the is it the first goal power play goal? They're the ones that created that penalty right yeah. off of a yeah, good they, shift. They and, drew you know, the call. Yeah. Um, you know, or one of those goals. I don't remember which one, but. Um, yeah, that's what you do. You put your working boots on, you strap on your helmet, you go to work. And that's what we talked about in the pregame. Go to work, look at yourself in the mirror, and then get they had this thing back on track. And they did. And then from the top guys to the secondary guys to obviously the PK did something pretty good, right? I mean, obviously being shorthanded that much. I know they gave up two, but Yeah. You give up you give up a five, a on, five three, on three, which is like yeah, And then whatever. you give up one in six and a half minutes. Yeah. yeah. And you scored one, and you got what five, six scoring chances off on the PK. So yeah, pretty amazing. Lindy Ruff's gonna look at that game tonight, and then look at all the dozen odd man rushes and go like, "Whoa, what was that?" And then he's gonna talk to his training staff and say, "Look, I don't care if you have to make Jack Hughes bionic. Get him back. He needs to play." No, but that's where he's gonna be mad because he's gonna say, "Hey, we don't have Jock. You know, Jock, Jock. We don't have Jack Hughes. We don't have Nico Heischer." You can't go and play a game like this where you give up a dozen odd man rushes. You yeah. got to be smart. You know, you can't turn pucks over to two of the best players in the world, Makar 
or, or three of the best players in the world, right? On that McKinnon right. goal there, which is a, what a bad play by them. Well, I mean. you look at New Jersey side yeah. of this, and at, at every point in the game, except for the last 10 minutes, this was a super winnable game for that team. They had a lead in the first period. Yeah. yeah. They had an opportunity to bury Colorado in the second period, and they scored a few goals, but did not do nearly enough with the opportunity given to them. It, it feels like a letdown on their side. But for Colorado, I think you take a lot of positives out of it. However, well, let's before we get into the Ross Colton thing, yeah, we are yeah. brought to you by Bet365. You yeah, we are. Go get your bets over there and take one less leg on your parlays than all we all take because yeah. we always take one too many. Go lose a bunch of money with us. Uh, if, you, if you're smart and don't make your parlays too big, you could make a lot of money. As uh, there were thirty percent boosts on the the NHL parlays today, so you had a good opportunity there if you didn't just miss like we did. But head over to Bet three six five and use the DNVR three six five code when you sign up to get a ton of different bonuses and all sorts of great stuff from them. You can even bet on the DNVR specific bet. We have our own custom bet with Bet three six five, so. You can jump on and, and ride with those of us that know better about betting, like Dre, uh, who will actually get you to some good quality bets. Uh, go check them out if you haven't. Head on over to Bet365. Use that DNVR365 code to let them know we sent you over there. And, yeah, make sure you keep things never ordinary. Uh, must be 21 or older, physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. And then, if you need uh, if you need a little protein to get yourself up and going because it's the middle of the night because the Avs play at eight thirty, Hero Bread is the option for you. Uh, they have a fantastic set of options. Doesn't not just sandwich bread, but mm. other things like tortillas and buns and all of that good stuff. And when you use code DNVR over at Hero.co, you get ten percent off your order. Uh, the bread itself is uh, ultra low net carbs as well as zero grams per sugar per slice. It's also super high in protein too. So it's great for pretty much anyone who's looking for that. I know you know, lots of people will have like a keto diet where you can't eat bread. Hero bread, you can eat. That's what it's, uh, that's what it's good for right there. Um, so go check it out if you haven't. Again, hero.co, H-E-R-O.co to order today. Or you can also find it on Amazon. Uh, if you do shop that way too, uh, and use the DNVR code to get 10% off. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Uh, Ross Colton. Goal's great and everything. It's a great goal. Uh, but just has a, has a brain off moment. Yeah, the hit on Hughes looks way worse than it really I, is. It's definitely <laughs> interference. Yep. And that's fine. And that's the call that yep. it ultimately ended up being. No yep. problem with that. And then what heat he of the moment, fired up. <sighs> well, ends up cross-checking Timo Meyer in the face. Eric already sounds like a guy who's gotten away with some cross-checks to the face before. <laughs> I just, I'm not saying it's right to do that. I'm saying. Are you not I was just violence? reading Bednar saying that he didn't, you know, he's saying that it got out of hand. I mean, he's saying it's not that bad. I mean, I'd really like to see it again. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I. I don't know. Maybe I'm in agreement with Bednar on that one. Or maybe he's just trying to soften the blow before the call tomorrow. Right? I, I don't know. I you. just You're pushing like this. You're going like that. You, you're not trying to, but, you know, mm. it gets away from him. 
God, I'm not saying it's smart. I'm, I'm not. But I know what you're trying to do. Once you get caught, because you know you're, you know you're getting a penalty. So now you're trying to suck somebody else in, right? I, I get it. But I agree with you guys. It probably went overboard. You know, is it suspended worthy? You just, I don't, I don't know. Can't hit people in the head, man. Yeah, and you can't. No, no, that's my point. I and agree with that. And it's point. a, yeah. and it's it's not. There's no. You can make the heat of the moment, but you can't make it. It's a oh, it's part of the play. No, no, he's I not agree. making a hockey play. The play's over. Dude, what is, these are huge. I agree. <laughs> Thanks. I'm just trying <laughs> to find it here, but so that's. Well, I guess that's where for me, I'm just like, eh. you it's hit huge. him. You hit him in the. You hit him in the face. You're not making a hockey play. The the play is clearly stopped. Yeah. Everybody knows the play has stopped. You've actually heard a whistle blown. It's not like McCarr on Jared McCann, where everybody's like, "What's going on right now?" Uh, like it's just dumb. You just he just skates over and gets a stick in a guy's face. Yep, I there's, guess the side of the head, but there's no excuse for it. Yeah, but. it's it's dumb. And I'm my hope my hope is that the game misconduct will serve as a de facto one game suspension because yep. it happens right about halfway. Yep. The team is obviously punished for it. He is punished for it. it does is it, that enough? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Does Department of Player Safety really need to do something different? Well, do they need I'm hoping not because I, I don't think it was intentional. I, I, I think you guys agree. And the part is, I'm going to say is, I didn't like it for one fact. Because I always go back, this team wants to win the Stanley Cup. If you do that in the playoffs, you're putting your team in a deep hole. Yeah. yeah, forget about the suspension, not suspension, whatever. Yeah. I just think that okay, you took the penalty in the corner. Do I like the sandpaper? Do I like the grit? Do I think the snarl? Like everybody talks yeah. about the the truculence. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, Wood and Colton tonight were flying. Like we just talked about it with, mm -hmm. you know, there you you go in the corner with Hughes. I, I think it's just two minutes for being more intense than the other guy. You know, what I mean, I like, agree with that. Yes. I don't think it's dangerous. I don't think it's just, but it is a penalty. Okay, great, we'll take it. Uh, but I know but what he's trying to do. He's neither, trying to get back. But yeah, I, and I just neither guy has yeah, touched the puck in this fine. whole you know, sequence. Yeah. So it's one like, goes soft, one goes hard. Yeah, and the guy who goes in soft pays the price for it. And, and the other on guy live, gets penalized. It looked way worse than it really yeah, yeah. was. But but because it's like wow, you know what I mean? There's a bang. It's just yeah. like the wood hit. Wow, boom. You know what I mean? Like again, they're bowling balls. We talked about that last week, you know, two weeks ago. Those guys play a north game. There's no south. They just yeah. go right. Now, what I didn't like about Russ's play is. You can put yourself, your team in a in a tough spot. You know, what I mean, in, in a playoff game where all of a sudden you lose the game because of that play. You know what I mean? Forget about, like I said, the suspension. They'll decide what they want to do. The player safety will decide, yeah. right? Every every play's reviewable. If they deem that it was dangerous, they will. They'll, t you know, whether Bednar thinks it wasn't that bad, whether I think it wasn't that bad, whether you think it was bad. You know what I mean? Like, or yeah. all the fans that are yelling at, at the end of the day. You know, George Peros is gonna. With the safe player safety Spin decide what wheel. it is. And, and it could be nothing and it could be a fine, right? Who knows? We'll see yeah. tomorrow. But if I it's just anything didn't like, more than one game, it's incredibly stupid. I, I, yeah. I just didn't I just didn't like that. And I love Russ has been awesome. Yeah. I love the way he plays, which is one way. There, I know what he's trying to do, but he just crossed the line and then you put your team in a tough spot to go kill those seven minutes. And I don't even he know. He must that have felt like crap in the locker room, you know? So. That, the second half of it, I completely agree with yeah. you. The, the the checking of the cross check of yeah. Timo Meyer, you just get your stick in his face. Like yeah. there's no, there's just no need. Yep. There's just no need for it. 
Yep. I agree. It's com- it's and that's that's what makes it bad. Is that you can engage, you can you know that yeah. you're going to have a conversation because you just smoked their prize rookie. They think that it's a bad hit. Yeah. Any of them that will go and watch it will be like it's not that bad. No, yeah. exactly. You know, it, they'll they'll all react the same way after the game the way that Kale McCarr did on the Kyle Opozo hit yep. in the Buffalo game where after the game everybody just kind of cooled down and was like we're cool. Like yep. it's fine. Ended up being okay. Yeah. <laughs> no what, one was hurt. What Kale say? He took he took responsibility. He said he was going too slowly, it, and that's he my put point. himself that's in a bad position. And I'm not blaming Luke Hughes. Can be an all star, and, and I just Luke Hughes he does put himself in a bad, bad position there I'm because yeah. he's he that is a you are going after the puck yeah. in the corner in an NHL game, and you have to know against. that a four checker is going to hit you. Yep. I always tell you guys the first thing I did back then when I was on the ice is you look and you look who you're playing against. If you don't know after that period, like you're playing against twenty in and twenty, well they're coming hard. Yep. Lesson learned, you know. Definitely. Not, no. no complications to that. Yeah. Then part of part of being in the NHL is learning how to get hit as well yep. and protect yourself. 100%. And Luke Hughes has to do a better job in that instance. Yeah. He has to do a better job of preparing to brace for what is inevitable I, contact. I, from the perspective of avoiding boarding, I think both of those plays are textbook how you don't board someone yeah you go yeah. around them you hit yeah. them shoulder to shoulder yeah, exactly <laughs> like i agree uh anyway you guys did get us to over 100 likes so we're gonna do some vitamin w winner shots here we appreciate y'all uh hooking us up with over 100 likes there you go there you go there we go there we go yeah some breckenridge distillery bourbon whiskey right here for you <coughs> <laughs> woof Ah, that's the good stuff. Mm. You can Thank get you, your sir. Breckenridge Distillery whiskey from BreckenridgeDistillery.com. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend you go check these guys out. Their whiskey is like the most award-winning whiskey ever in history. That's it, a lot of awards. It seriously has like dozens of awards. It's outrageous. So go check them out if you haven't. Delicious stuff. They also have other alcohols as well. If whiskey's not your thing, they have a vodka now and, and some other things. So go get some. Uh, continuing this conversation. It happens. The abs end up on this penalty kill, which is already a weird situation because there's a penalty from New Jersey. The abs took a too many men penalty. That was a that thing. Was soft. It's not a penalty. So the whole reason it's a penalty, right, is because the player that gets on is they the abs gain the advantage. Yeah. Because Taves keeps the puck in the zone. And so that's the whole thing is that Makar's skates are still technically on the ice. He's on his way through the door. Right? Like he is he is not part of the play, but they said that he that because Taves got on and participated in the play too quickly, it's a penalty. It's bullshit. Yep. It's total nonsense. The guy is, you give that buffer zone for a reason, and the guy is not part of it. To say that they have six guys participating in that play, you have six guys on the ice? Are you insane? Just an absolute, it's it's absolute insanity that you would call that too many men. Well, Kale was gassed, and that's why he left, obviously. And he just kind of went, you know, slow, because he was out of gas. He went slow to the bench, and, you know, I think... Taze is looking at the play and he's like, "Oh, the puck's gonna get out, right? I gotta, I gotta get out there yeah. quick, you know." But yeah, you're right. I, I think it's a soft call. It's you, a soft call. I didn't like it. You, as a sport, have agreed to play the game in a way where you allow players to change on the fly while play is happening. 
if you're going to allow that, then allow it. Yeah. Like. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't get it. It's one of the best parts of hockey is how fast things like that happen. And now you're going to measure out, oh, well, he was five feet, two inches, so he was outside the buffer zone or and whatever. he's not, Come on. though. Like, even even if you, like, the, the Nazem Kadri in the Stanley Cup final, like, by the letter of the law, Tampa Bay had a good argument there. That, that exact line change happens a thousand times yeah, in a game, so right. it's really not a big deal. Every team does it. This <laughs> is ridiculous. Right. It's a pretty stock line change. I mean, it's... It's not even. It's a one it's guy change. One but, guy. Yeah. They gain no advantage from him still being on the ice. Yep. I didn't like it. Thought it was silly, but ultimately, well, I guess the other question that I would ask is if Taves half a second, if he just yep. decides I'm not holding this puck in the zone, it's not. A, it's not a call at all. Right. And it's. The Devontae to reset on that power well, play, and, and but Devon Taves doesn't have eyes in the back of his head. He doesn't know where Kale McCarr is. Totally, he just knows he's getting off. Yep. So I, I everything about it, I hate it because it is the most. It is like the strictest definition of that penalty, mm -hmm. and that would mean if they called it like that every night in every game across There'd the be entire league, thirty of those calls. A game. There would be so many of them in every yep. single game, and to do that in that situation. It feels like they're trying to make a call. Yep. It feels like, hey, these other guys have gotten a, a handful of power plays here. There was just a big hit. Yep. That because that was right after the uh, Miles the Wood, Wood one. Yeah. yeah, goes in with Dougie Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, or him. Jeez. And then Hamilton hits him in the back, and that's the whole. That was the whole shenanigans, right? Yep. So that was that was. The power play, and then it was. It felt like they were looking for something, and so they were like, "Well, very technically, we could call this." And then they did, and it sends us into chaos. And, and while that's dumb, obviously that doesn't excuse the Evs' silly plays after yeah, the fact. Like Ross Colton owns what happens next. Yep, absolutely. And and you know the Evs end up in a short four on three situation, which turns into a five on three. Uh, they immediately give up a goal there, which has multiple issues with it. One, with Jack Hughes and Nico Hishier out of the lineup, the one guy you don't want having the puck is Timo Meyer, And they leave him all alone in front of their own net. Yeah. And even still, not a great goal to give up from Georgiev. Four on three, man. Yep. It's You've just got to make a choice. <laughs> You've got to give up open space somewhere. Sure. Pick and where... Where New the Jersey Evs. is tough is because Dougie Hamilton is probably the, the better second or third shooters, yeah. best shooting defenseman on a power play in the NHL. Mm -hmm. So you do want to do you, defending them high makes a lot of sense. Yep. Well, leaving Timo Meyer completely alone is a tough call. a choice. Yeah, it's tough. And 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 ultimately, in any five on three situation, you're asking your goaltender to make some big saves for you. And Georgiev didn't make one. Well, he he's caught there, right? Like we talked about, he never plays it this way, and that's why he gets under yeah. his pad. He's just he's in between his style, and yeah. he's like, uh, uh, is you know, like you said, pick your poison. Mm -hmm. He's thinking, is he going to shoot? Is he going to pad? Then he got caught in between, and then that's what makes my or when he's on top of his game dangerous. You know yep. what I mean? Because the release is yeah. The not predictable. Is a, is a guy, and that's what people don't understand. Like those guys, Miko, 
guy, anybody that scores 30, 40, 50, mm-hmm. your release is special. The goalie doesn't see it. They don't know what you're going to do. And it's like, because goalies, the only way they have an advantage when they, they look at your blade and they know, they look at your face, your blade, and the, just the position of your blade will tell you what they're going to do. And this one, he was like, uh, he didn't know what he was going to do. And that's why he gets caught. You know what I mean? Well, in, in a four on three, there's so much open ice. That's my point. That you can see what he, what Georgiev is playing is the pass. Yeah. Because the only reason that he's playing it that way with that, that right leg in that position yep. is so that he, so he can, can push. push. Yeah. That's it. He can push and he can get that pad across if he needs to on a four on three. Because how many times do you have that backdoor play on a four on three? A four right. on three. This is actually a five on three, but yeah, yeah. Um, and funnily enough, Josh Manson actually is there. Yeah, to stop and he's that pass, he's in but, that. But Georgiev is is he sees Meyer. Yeah, and so he's. I should stay in front of the microphone when I say this. Mm-hmm. Moving around like this, <laughs> he sees he sees Meyer with the puck, yeah. and he's he sees how open he is, and he's like, "Got to gamble here." Yeah, man. I've got to I've got to pick a poison. It's a soft goal. Yep. It's a bad one to give up. That's the one that you can really have a problem on. Yeah. Um, because that's the one where you're looking at it and you're saying, there's no conversation. He sees the puck. He he makes a choice, and yep. it's the wrong choice. Yep. It is. He gets beat, and this isn't a, this isn't an incredible shot. This isn't a, oh, my God, it's not an all-world play. Yep. It's just a guy that he just picks wrong, and he gives up a goal that he probably shouldn't give up. Yep. That's all it is. The Avs do get that goal back pretty quickly, though, thanks to Miles Wood. Holy lordy, this breakdown by the Devils is in. It's bad. It's <laughs> insane. It is insane. If we weren't having such a late night, I would be doing like a deep dive on How what is New Jersey doing. Yeah. Because that's not a PK unit that plays together. And Miles Wood's just like, there are no Devils here. We have the puck. I'm going to skate into space. <laughs> that's it. Yep. And I call that, you know, and the coach is going to be mad. They're going to look at it tomorrow. But I call that a schedule thing. It is. You're four and six, different time zones. You're dead. You're not thinking. And when you don't think, that's what happens on that play there. It's a horrible take by them. It's, I mean, it's laughable because that's how bad it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, it's, and they're NHL players. They're professionals. They're guys that I don't care that Jack Hughes is not there, whatever it is. It just can't happen. And yeah. there's a reason why they lost the game tonight. Because they made plays like that. It was a lot of that. There was a lot of that. There were a lot of many of those goals. freely around yeah. the ice all over. <laughs> well, and, and again, give it the, you know, we'll, we'll give credit to the abs too. You yeah. know what I mean, like they played well. They made well, it happen. I mean, I mean, look for that's making it easy on them. Yeah, that's, that's the level of making it easy on them that the abs did in Vegas, where they were just yeah. like, "Yes, here, sir, have a many, 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 many very good scoring chances, please." Well, that's and, it. and and for once, the ex-player curse works in the abs' favor yes. because you have Miles Wood breaking in on a goalie that he's pretty familiar with. Yeah. So, gets to take advantage of that. Uh, I also did want to credit Valanchusian. I know he doesn't make an incredible play; he just throws it up to Miles Wood. But it's the right play for a it. guy who really did not have a very good night. A good play from Nachushkin there. Yeah, and yeah. had a horrible game in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. But he made two big plays. I mean, that results in goals. You know what I mean? So, yep, yep. Let's bounce was, back. Game. He was part of winning, and that bounce back, bounce back. He was a big part of losing in Vegas. So. Yeah. <laughs> Difference there. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, when you give a team seven minutes of power play time, they're likely to score a few goals. They do get another one. It's a CNI shot through a number of bodies from Dougie Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't really have that much of a problem with it. 
When you see that reverse angle and you see you're watching Georgiev as he's tracking the puck out yeah. high, and then when you see you lose sight, the camera is it's on the other end yep. of the ice, and you lose sight of Georgiev's face. How's he supposed to see the puck? Yep. And you can tell the way that he goes down, he doesn't really see he's it. He's just hoping for the best. Yeah. Yep. And you can see it it glances off the top of his pad yep. and goes in. Because yep. you're playing the percentages, and and that's what he's doing. He's on top of the blue. He's squared. He's up. Gloves are out up front, yeah, and he's like this, and then you got to find a way to find it. But when there's bodies like not only like this way, but they're also this way, you're taught like right there's because if you start chasing it like one way or the other, then it comes on the other. You know, there's gonna be some stretches like right now. Those five, six, seven games, pucks are going in, and then there'll be times here for next ten games, the puck might hit them, and yeah. it's not going in, and, and there's. It's not a flaw in your in your technique. It's not a flaw in your game. It's you see Parkla goalie coach will look at this goal with them because they do look at every goal by the next morning. They they all they work on it. And and goaltending has become such a playing the percentages position. It has. You know what I mean? And it'll be like, hey, you know what? See an eye shot, don't worry about it, move on, make the next same play tomorrow on that. Because that's the right play. Yeah. It's nothing you can do. So the only real frustration that I have isn't about that goal alone. It's no, no. about the body of work from Georgiev of giving yep. up shots from distance. Yep. He doesn't track him from the point all that well at times. No. And we see a lot of goals that get scored from I out agree. there against him in particular. And so it's like, hey, if he doesn't give up that second goal and that's the second goal, I don't have any issues tonight that, from I, Georgiev. Exactly. I don't have any issues, man. And now, you know, he brought it down the three. Well, and next a, game, bring it down to two. You know, and in a three to side. two league, that can often be the difference between you've won a game and you've lost a game. I, I tonight, like, it ended up fine. Yeah, I didn't like that second one. Yeah. But the first one, well, he can't do anything. Third one, can't do anything. Well, and I will say, I think what Georgiev has done well particularly as games get later, he doesn't give up the one that makes the Avs fall behind. They've given up a lot of the first goal in games, but once the Avs get a lead, he'll give up the one that ties it, but he doesn't give up that next one. And, yeah. and in part tonight, that is certainly credit to the Avs. They only give up 23 shots total to the Devils on the night. Yeah, Didn't really give them a ton of opportunities, especially in the third. Yeah, when you've given up 16 shots on goal after two periods, and that second period included five and a half minutes of power play time. You're doing pretty good. Yeah. Hard to argue. Yeah. We will also, also add that the Avs did catch a break with the incredibly dumb Alexander Holtz penalty on Devon Taves. Yeah. During that to power play. two minutes could, of four on four. They got four. two minutes of four on four to kind of stem the tide a bit. Yeah, it helped, yeah. to say the least. Um, but you end up going through an incredibly weird period in your 3-3. I think on Colorado's side, you feel pretty happy with being 3-3, even if you feel like you did squander a chance to take over the game in that second period. As New Jersey, kind of the opposite. You feel like a team had an opportunity to take over this game, and they didn't really take full advantage of it. Yeah, kind of the opposite. And, and then you get to the third period, and it, it shows. Colorado just drops the boom, basically. Yeah, and again, like the Avs, we've talked a lot about their third periods this year. This is another example of that. They just outplay a team. Yep, They're a beaten-up team. They're a tired team. You took advantage of a wounded duck here. Yep, that's all it is. And hey. two really bad giveaways. I guess three really bad giveaways. We're counting the empty netter. 
Yeah. Three really yeah. bad giveaways by New Jersey, and the Avs just capitalize on those chances. And yeah. that's the difference. And they're 4-0 at home, and there's a reason for that. It's exactly that, the third yeah. period. And Rudo always says, you play who you play, right? Or yep. whatever it is. Like, you can't change that. Yep. And when the Avs go in buildings when they're tired. And we know they've had some games this year where they've come up victor- I mean, on the W column where – you know, they turned the tables on, on the, the home team. So kudos to the Avs. They played another great third period. They jumped on a tired team. They didn't let that second period affect them. You know what I mean? Like they, uh, where they were so shorthanded for a lot of guys didn't get a lot of ice time. And, and, and it's not easy from McKinnon to uh, uh, Pavel, right? You know what I mean? And, yep. and I, by the way, I like this game. Uh, for the seven minutes that he played, I thought he was more than fine. Had some energy, played the right way, and killed the clock. And that's what you need to do when you're a guy like that. He showed that he can be trusted and come on up and give him some valuable minutes if a, if a guy like Olafson's hurt or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was a good fit tonight for, for that hole. And of course, Russ being ejected gave him more ice time because they were down the three centers. But I thought he delivered. That third period, 16 minutes and 39 seconds uh, at even strength. Yep. The Avs with an 11 to 5 shot advantage, yeah. 8 to 4 scoring chances, and the big one here, yeah. the 6 to 0. High danger. And high danger chances. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like that her. is how you close a game. That's it. Well, and, and keep in mind, the majority of that period, the Avs led. Yeah. The Rigel goal is in the first half of it. It comes at 7 30 yeah. into the period. And I'm just saying, this isn't a. Oh, the Avs are dominating all the metrics because they're playing from behind and trying. Right. This is a team that oh. played really well to get ahead and then played even better to stay ahead. Yeah. That's winning stuff. Yeah, and then you score two minutes apart. In a tie game in the third period, you score two minutes apart, and then you just don't give anything up yep. the rest of the night. Yep. And it was obvious. That, again, I the, reiterate, that is a tired Devils team. And, and the Avs ran them out of gas. Yes. When the, Avs are, when the Avs are on the other side of this at some point during the year, they run out of gas at the end of a long road trip, we're going to be like, look, they had their chances. They gave it away. They were tired. It was obvious. This is done now. You guys ever ran out of gas before? I tried and could not get my car to do it. Really? Yeah. I did once. Yeah. One time I ran out of gas. Uh it was fine. wasn't a big deal. Although another time, I got into a car accident and leaked all the coolant out of my uh, engine. Oh, no. Yeah, that was fun, trying to limp my car to a place without overheating it too much. Oof. Uh, it was a good time. But if that happens to you and it wasn't your fault, call Bacchus and Shanker at 222-2222. Whether it's a car accident or maybe you were injured at work or maybe something else happened where you were hurt and you were not at fault. Bacchus and Shanker has your back. You can get a free consultation at the two number or at coloradolaw.net. Uh, get over there. Give them a call today. If they think you have a case, you pay them nothing up front. They'll take on your case and they don't get paid until you get paid, which you will get paid with Bacchus and Shanker. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients over the 25 plus years they've been doing this here in Colorado. So they know their way around these things. Get with them. Bacchus and Shanker wins. Uh, Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. AJ, you kind of alluded to it. The Avs' first goal, look, it is good hard work from the Avs getting in on the forecheck, that second line. And then Raijo kind of gets a gift. (laughs) Yeah. 
I mean, it's again, it's a good forecheck that creates it. Yep. It's it's chaos along the wall, and when you put pressure on players in the NHL, they make mistakes with the puck. Yep, it's just how it is. They make a mistake. Uh, it's a mis- It looks like a miscommunication more than anything else. Yep. They send a puck in the middle of the ice. Rijo gets it and scores. Says thank you very much. Yeah. So you get a goal out of your first line, your second line, and your third line. Pretty and good hockey. That was even strange, which was huge, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. For me, I don't care that much. About a goal even, to goal. Yeah. About even strength power play when it comes to Rijo, as long as it continues to produce at the level he is. I'm okay. Him getting one at even strength is great, though. On his way to 30-plus really would be yeah. just fine, mm-hmm. even if 29 of them are on the power play. <laughs> just I'm to good, get man. one. You know, Definitely. Totally. Yes. Totally. Absolutely. Just, like, I think mentally it helps you. Yeah. yeah. It's but not again, a thing. I mean, I, again, first star, Miles Wood. It's always, I, I don't know. You play against your former team, and you know it's, it's the Vegas syndrome, right? It's the misfit. It's the, I'm going to show you that you let me go, and... I wanted to stay, but then I ended up going to Colorado, and I thought it was a great, his best effort of the year. You know what I mean? And he's been, I mean, I think he's been great. Like, uh, but tonight was like really noticeable. Like it was fun to watch. Yeah. You know, you want to show your former boss that you know you made a mistake, and I think it's awesome. Well, and you know the goals are great. The, <laughs> they obviously, are so great, man. But but the plays that really endear miles would you or not those it's the wrecking ball type stuff where yeah. he's banging into stuff and Love crashing it. into the end boards and all that when you Love can it. see the problems that his speed caused in new jersey yeah which to me blows me away <laughs> if anybody guys, should know exactly <laughs> you should know what are you what are you doing but again that's what tired legs will do on a long road trip and yep. the abs and the abs had their legs under them they were skating hard tonight yep and they were forcing New Jersey to react to that kind of to the to the speed and the pace and the pressure. Yep. And when the Avs play like that, they are very, very, very hard to beat. Yep. They just are. I just Miles Wood looked awesome. I'm just baffled that I think he's been great shorthanded for the Avs. And it just blows my mind that for seven, eight years he didn't play, <laughs> he didn't play really squat. Yep. Shorthanded with the doubles. So Well, and he hasn't really done much of it for the Avs. Because Nachushkin and Lekkinen yeah. and Cogliano and LOC and Olofsson. But for the little that you're, he does. You're looking at it going, they don't really need that help that much. But tonight, when you're killing five minutes of power play, you need to get into the reserves. And for him to come up big in that moment, I mean, that's, that's huge awesome. for them. Um, and then you get one from Nathan McKinnon as the insurance goal. Yeah, your stars make a play. Took a couple of goes at it. He had a post. He had a... A saved shot. He finally is able to put one in on a on a nice cut to his backhand side. But mm-hmm. it it felt like it all came together pretty much for Colorado in this third period. Yeah. Right? So you go from a brutal seven zero game against Vegas to a game that played out very weirdly, but underneath that had all the hallmarks of a good Avalanche win. It's hard not to feel pretty good about that. Yeah. Um, I think we have a couple super chats to get to, and then hopefully we can call it a pretty short night, uh, given that it's tomorrow already. Uh, I'm kidding, man. $2 from Vaguely Sober, who sends the sweaty boys for Ivan Ivan. Yeah, the Eagles won 5-1 tonight. Undefeated at home. Yep. Lots of goals from the Avs prospects. Thanks. Oscar Olsen. Yep, he's been good. He's been good the what last few. Play goal. And it looks exactly what you would think uh, Oscar Olsen goal looks like. Yep. 
Skates out and shoots identity. it. Identity. Just a identity. great shot, man. Simple, simple. Yep. Get your identity. And then $5 from Clay. Thank you very much, Clay. Much appreciated. Um, I don't really have a ton else to add before I go home and break down all the all the goals on video, but anything else you guys want to add for this game? Yeah, like the chat spent the first like 20 minutes of this pod talking about Jonathan Duran. He was fine, guys. Yep. I really didn't have any issues tonight. I, I mean, with all the weirdness in minutes distribution because of the special teams extremes. And he's a guy who doesn't PK. Place, yeah, yeah. He played 11 minutes tonight. Yep. He made a couple good plays, you know, like, yeah. Could have been points, you know. I really just, it's, it seems like everybody's like waiting for the big game. And maybe this could have been it. And they might have been on their way to it. And then the second period derailed a lot of whatever. Yep. I think you build from tonight, right? Oh, totally. Carry it on to what's yeah. Tuesday. Yep. Thursday. Um, and if Colton is suspended, you feel comfortable that Andre Pavel was good enough tonight to stay at 4C. If Frederick Olsen yep. is healthy, can move up. Yeah. he can play in your lineup on uh, Thursday. Yeah, on Thursday for that in that third line spot. You're not as good, but it's fine. Like you, Andre Pavel did fine. nothing yeah. to dissuade the Avalanche nope. from giving him fine. more looks in this role. He was yep. fine. Yeah, I liked him. Along with Riley Tufty, you have to feel two for two on the call-ups that have gotten into these games being better than Curtis McDermott. Situational. Yep. I liked it. <laughs> All right. I had to uh, slip it in. Just, I know. You slipped it in. Too so, late. I can't fight you. This game, <laughs> this game might be over, but you're going to want to tune into tomorrow's podcast, yep. even if you are staying up late tonight. Uh, we're having Joe Sackick and Peter Forsberg on the show tomorrow. Yep. So it should be a blast. Uh, really looking forward to that one. Also, why we might be uh, calling it a little bit early on tonight's show so we can go prep for that one. Yep. Because that one's going to be dope. Yeah, we're so. going to want to be at 100% for that. So yeah. getting out of here would really be nice. Yep. So we do appreciate all y'all hanging out with us for another late night one as the Avs tend to do lately. But it's another dub in the Avs book. Another one there. Uh, we are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. You can get yours anywhere in the U.S. with the Breck Beer Locator online at breckbrew.com. Go find it near you. And then uh, we, don't have our, we don't have our shades, but Shady Rays. We are back with the, the Shady Rays, the bright futures, wearing the, the big sunglasses. Go check them out at shadyrays.com. If you haven't had the opportunity to yet, they make fantastic sunglasses all the way around. Uh, and be sure to use the DNVR code when you do. You get a buy one, get one free on two pairs of polarized sunglasses. So uh, jump on that, ShadyRays.com. Try it for yourself and join the over 250,000 people who have rated it five stars. Uh, that's it. We are out of here for the night. We appreciate y'all. Tune in tomorrow for the big show. We will see you there. Mm-hmm. Y'all silly like the mayor.